Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. The miners rise, sending the All Ordinaries Index up. The RBA cut interest rates again in a desperate bid to get things moving, whilst the announcement took its toll on the banks. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we are Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, hit that subscribe button down there below and click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune into our live Australian Stock Market Show every Tuesday, 7 to 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. This is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Well, they did it. Last Tuesday, the RBA announced yet another interest rate cut, which appears to me to be a Hail Mary attempt to stimulate the Australian economy. Successive interest rate cuts in an already very low interest rate environment is, in my opinion, like trying to do something in a desperate hope that it actually might work. As we all know, rate cuts are designed to stimulate the economy and increase growth via stimulating investment. As it's cheaper for both consumers and businesses to borrow, so they spend more. But when rates are already low and things are not moving, you do have to ask whether the interest rates are really the issue or is it something else? Maybe it's the fact we've had a new Prime Minister roughly every 18 months who has a new direction and new policies that has caused the issue. Business and consumers have lost confidence and they are making short-term decisions rather than risk getting caught in the shifting sands of Australian policies. That said, I'm not saying that a drop in the RBA rate is not good for our economy as all rate cuts can be good and bad for Australian companies as it affects our currency. Companies who export deal in US dollars, such as the banks, biotechs, miners and other material companies will benefit from the rate cut. Those importing goods and services, however, will find it harder as it becomes more expensive to do business abroad and a lower interest rate is likely to affect manufacturers and consumer stocks. Now, America is a really good example of what low interest rates can do to an economy, particularly as we saw the momentum of the US economy was slow to take off. Right now, I don't think lower interest rates will do much. Instead, we need a stable government who has a solid direction that we can actually trust will do more. Right now, that seems a big ask. But we're now one month past the election and the government needs to get going. In short, I believe we need a change in attitude in Canberra, not a change in interest rates. 
So what happened in the Australian market this week? The All Lord News Index opened at 6,699 points and moved up, breaking out of the sideways move that had unfolded over the prior two weeks. Now, the miners kept the All Lord News Index afloat as iron ore broke US $120 a tonne, and as a result, BHP, Rio and FMG were all up this week. The banks pulled back following their strong rise over the past couple of months, with the financial sectors flat. CBA was hit hardest down around 1.5%, followed by Westpac and ANZ who were slightly in the red. Now the decline in the financial sector is likely due to a slowing in their momentum, given that the banks have risen consistently since the start of the year. That said, there was not a lot of support for the sell-off, so it's likely investors were just locking in some profits with concerns about the future implications of more rate cuts affecting the bank's bottom line. The best sectors for last week were utilities, which was up 4%, and information technology, not far behind it. These two sectors, along with consumer staples and healthcare, will provide the best opportunities that will see the market move up in the next month or so. Now, the best performing stocks in the ASX Top 100 were CYBG, which was up over 9%, with 9 Entertainment up over 7%. Again, there are a few property stocks in the best performers last week. However, I'm not convinced the rise in this sector is sustainable longer term. Aristocrat was the worst performer, down over 3%, although I don't believe there's anything to worry about for shareholders here. Brambles was also down nearly 2%, and energy companies Oil Search and Woodside were also down around 2%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into our charts for the S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me to analyse. Wasn't an exciting week last week on the Australian market with a beautiful strong bow and a lot more confidence coming into our market. So we move out of that sideways move that I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. I do think it's now pushing through to make that new all-time high. Probably a little bit later than I expected with the sideways move that happened a little bit. It wasn't a major sideways move, but it just a little bit of slowing in momentum, which can happen around an all-time high or a major, major resistance levels that sometimes stocks will slow down a little bit when they're reaching near or previous all-time highs or significant resistance levels. But right now, I think it's going to break right through. So looking at the chart, if I put my glasses on, you can see just above my pointer there, that six. 873. That's coming off the all-time high way back in 2007. And you can see how close we are to that. We close, if I put my pointer on there, says uh, 6831 was where we actually closed for the week. So we're getting really, really close to breaking through that all-time high. Now, I'm thinking that we should be going up into that 7,259 sort of area, or 7,200, we'll get close to it um, before we have our peak and then start to move down later into the to the year. As, I, as I've been saying, I'm looking at the market having a low sometime around August, September, possibly into October. It just depends on where the high happens, how long we take to make the high from here, whether it's another couple of weeks or whether it's four weeks. So that will determine where the low comes actually comes into it. But if I put my little tool on, we can see if I put it on the close for last week, we're seeing it's only like around 6 to 7% to that sort of level. So it's not inconceivable that over the next two to four weeks, our market will move up close to that level 
if we can continue to move up. Now, looking at the bar, it was quite a strong bar there for last week. You can see really opening on its low, really pushing up. Uh, and we should see the same type of thing happening this week. Although I do expect one week down, we've had one, two, three, four weeks up, basically. One of those, it closed lower, but it didn't trade lower. Um, we may see one week down here and then another three or four weeks up to break up into that level. So if we do go down this week, not a big issue. Um, if we go up this week and down next week, again, not a big issue. But I'd suggest that we're generally going to be going up through through the end of um, July, possibly to mid-August, roughly and then coming down into our yearly low from there. So everything looking fantastic at this point in time. Um, as I said to you in the early part, the sectors that I like, so there should be some good opportunities in those sectors. Second half of the year, I do like I do like the banks coming towards the end of the year. So they, this could be a really good opportunity for them to come off a little bit and to pick them up a bit cheaper as well. So stick those on your watch list. But let's go into the questions now. And the first question I've got comes from Reload Antidote. He says, how are you going, Chief, absolutely froth uh, your vids, mate. Would love a detailed analysis of Freedom Foods or FNP from you. Would uh, mean the world. Uh, love, peace, keep up, keep it cool. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I don't think I've had a question like that in terms of how that's written, but fantastic. I, I'm glad you love our videos. Uh, and But I'll get into Freedom Foods right now. I'm not going to give you a super detailed one. It's always going to be a high level. And to me, a detailed analysis for me is where I spend one or two hours on it, not one minute on it or one or two minutes on it. But right now, uh, we're seeing a bit of a bearish move in the current month, a slight move up here. Uh, it doesn't look as bullish to me, this stock. If I go to the monthly chart, I think it's getting a bit of resistance and it will. it's probably more likely to keep falling away and possibly go through that low. If I whack my little thing on here, you can see there's a bit of resistance across that level there at around 5.52. So right now we've had some indecision coming in through here into May. Uh, it closed lower in June and so currently right now in July it's trading lower. So right now it doesn't look bullish to me. If you do own this stock, I think I'd be looking at an exit strategy on that somewhere. Um, but right now I think it's probably further. It's quite bearish the last couple of weeks. Should it break through that level there at 472? Definitely going down. So that's what I can say to you at the moment. That's my detailed look at it at the moment. So sorry, no good news for you. Now, the next question comes from Dale Thomas, and he says, uh, good evening, Dale and Janine. Could you please review a BOQ or Bank of Queensland for me? Thanks. So let's click on Bank of Queensland there and have a little bit of a look at that. Again, another stock that's been quite bearish. A lot of the banks were bearish, as we know, for a long time. Back to March 2015, just like the other, all the big four banks falling quite heavily. But is it um, starting to move up now. Has it find a, a bottom basically? And is it starting to move up? And you can see there 40, nearly 41% fall all the way down here into this low into February of this year. But it's found some support. We've had one, two, three, four, five months here where uh, it has moved and it's gone up nicely. But this month's starting a little bit of indecision through there. So what's happening here is it started to move up and we've got a nice little rise. And I'll just bring up the weekly chart here. It started to rise up from this low back here in February. It's gone about 11%, not really strong. It's broken through this peak here at 9.52, suggesting it should be going up. It hasn't completely filled this little gap here, but a little bit of indecision in the last few weeks about whether it's going to rise. So I think right now it's 
it's probably stopped falling long term. I think that's what it's done. Whether it's starting to move up into a new stronger uptrend or whether it's going to continue a sideways move, that's a little bit of a conjecture at this point in time. But for me to make sh to to determine it's a bit more bullish, I really do like would want it to see it get above that 965, and not just above it, just push right through it strongly, push right through it. If you can do that then there's plenty of upside on this stock. Now, one thing you've got to be careful with, a lot of people jump in really early on things like this, and they jump in early only for it to come back into the sideways move. And really, it's not about penny pinching with stocks. A lot of people are trying to get into the lowest price or get out at the highest price, and that's fraught with danger and inconsistency. And if you've been watching our live show, you, you can look at the polls on our YouTube channel, you'll see that people are inconsistent. They're constantly saying, I'm inconsistent. I don't know where to sell. And they're inconsistent in their trading. And it's because they're trying to, they're penny pinching, basically. They're trying to eat the last few cents out of it or get the last few cents out of the profit um, or get in really early at the lowest possible time. I'd rather watch a stock move up and, and lose 10, 20, 30% off a bottom knowing to know that it's going up rather than jumping really, really early, hoping it's going up, if that makes sense. So trade on confirmation, not speculation. Looks all right. Looks good. Looks good for a hopefully to move up at this point in time. I'm a little bit more bullish than bearish on it. So um, good luck with it. Now, the next question comes from uh, Derek Duval. Another great video. Thanks, Dale. Oh, thank you very much for that. Uh, do you recommend any particular trading platform to your students? Um, the answer is no. I mean, trading platform is means broker. Uh, obviously, the software we're using on the screen, Optima, that's what I use, but that's not a trading platform. It's software. Um, he goes, I know some basic platforms don't allow stop losses, for example. You need to upgrade to their premium service. Cheers, Derek. Now, all we say to our students is just go to your local your bank. Whoever you bank with have got good um, trading portals. Now, I don't do any analysis on any um, platform. Um, neither does Janine, and you'll hear, hear us say that in our live show. Janine and I do all our analysis on Optima, so do all of our students. Our students don't use platforms for anything other than placing a trade. Um, I think what you mean, all platforms allow you to put a stop loss in, but you may be thinking about a guaranteed stop loss. If you're trading shares, complete just good shares, you never, never, ever need to put a stop loss into a platform. You just write it down, whatever your stop loss is, and should your stock trigger that, you get out of it. The only time you want to put stop stop losses into a platform um, is if you're going to be away or you're trading something that's highly volatile that you really need to do it. And, uh, you know, often most platforms do allow you to set a stop loss. If you want a guaranteed price to exit, then you might need to upgrade there. But I think, you know, from uh, most people on this uh, a channel are more beginners. Um, you probably don't need to, but I just, whatever your bank is, just open up a, a broking account with them. That's pretty much what I would suggest you do there. Um, but yeah, you don't need to upgrade on all of that. So, but a great question. Thank you very much for that anyway. The next question we have is from Boris Marty. He says, TCL has an, has had a nice run, although have a stop loss, already have a stop loss in play. What's your thoughts on this run possibly moving up? To me, a newbie last month's bar looks like it making continue its run, uh, still learning the share market game and trying to build some solid rules to buy in and sell out. Also learning also learning what to look for to read stock better. So let's get on to TCL. Last month's bar is irrelevant in terms of the bigger scheme of things. It's just one bar. So 
that's the first mistake you do. A lot of people are looking micro rather than macro. Uh, always look at the bigger picture. And you always see Janine and I have our monthly chart on the left, weekly chart on the right. Most of our analysis is done on the monthly chart. In fact, you'd be surprised at how much analysis Janine and I do on a monthly chart. And then we bring things down into the weekly chart. It's had a beautiful move up. We've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight months up. And uh, we're currently in the ninth months up. Have a look in the history of this stock. How many? Go and count how many times it's done that in its history. Here we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight months up. Can't see one here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight months up. Um, I don't think this run. Looking at this, looking at all the whole history, and this is why you look at the macro view, not the micro view. Is you'll see it's quite steep too. The other thing that I look at is the the uh, momentum of it. If I put my little, uh, just like using the trend line tool, looking at that steepness of that momentum, and if I can grab this trend line and look at that, see the same steepness there, um, but it's steeper than that point. Look at that, it's steeper than all of these actual points throughout here. So it's running really fast at the moment. Um, outside of there, and if we saw there, if I just delete that, that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in the ninth month. So to me, I don't know how long it's going to last, but right now, last month bar wasn't an indication. It's actually indication a little bit more indecision to me. Um, but right now, you need to have a stop loss in place, which you've said you've got, which is fantastic. Stick to stop loss. If it goes down, it goes down. Right now on the weekly chart, it still looks all right. Stay with it while it's going up. And that's the important thing. Too many people exit while the stock's moving up. Um, in fear of losing their profits. Um, stay with it right now. That's a, a good sign for me. It's looking all right at the moment. When it starts to come down, enact your stop loss. That's really what I'd be saying to you there. But right now, it's looking pretty good. The next one's from um, Polo Scent. Uh, what does one who is caught by, by surprise by GFC do with the stocks they have that have crashed, sell or buy more? Well, um, we're now, what is that, 11, 12 years nearly um, past the peak. Um, of the GFC. Now, anybody who read my book, my first book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20% on my best-selling book, they, they all missed the GFC because they were already prepared for that. There was no surprise about the GFC. They, they had rules around that and missed it. Again, if anybody read my latest book, Accelerate Your Wealth, again, you never have to worry about a crash, a GFC, whatever. If you follow the rules in the book, you will never never ever get caught in a crash ever again and you'll never have to worry about it. But if you've got stocks that you've bought or you had and they've felt, felt fallen heavily and they still haven't recovered, I'm not sure why you'd still be in them. That's really my point is when you've got money sitting in a stock that you've lost a lot of money on and it hasn't come back to you, all you're doing is losing opportunity. And a lot of people won't sell because they've got lost so much on some of these stocks. They might have bought terrible stocks prior to the GFC. They've fallen out of bed. They're down 80, 90% and they haven't really recovered. And they're sitting down and they don't want to sell because it's realizing the loss. Um, and that's a real emotional tug on a lot of people about that having that loss. I'd say just, it's like I was saying the other week is, you know, when you have a cut, you know, your mum used to pull the Band-Aid off after it was healed pretty fast. She didn't leave it sit there or try and inch it off a little bit because it hurts more. Always, always look at what's the opportunity that you're missing out on having money locked in the stocks and not going anywhere. And if the stocks that you've got at the moment, that you, if you had them prior to the GFC and you still got them and they're still not performing, I'm not sure why, you'd, why you're still holding them, but I definitely wouldn't be buying more. If they haven't performed now, they're unlikely to and put them in better stocks, much, much better stocks. But 
Really, really good question. Um, lastly, we have a question from, I, hopefully I can say this right, Chin Thaka. Um, he says, hi, Dale, great work. This gives good direction to novice investors. Thank you very much for the nice compliment. Um, I'm, I am too new to the market, so I'm new to the market. What is your analysis on the following stocks? What is it better to start with uh, Metcash, MTS, or Telstra? Um, and I'm expecting around, uh, it looks like 30 cent gain within six months. Now, I'm not sure why you're expecting a 30 cent gain in six months, but really to me, if you're new to the market, you're just starting to get in, stuck, stick with the top 20 stocks. So without even looking at charts, I'd be going Telstra straight away because it's a top 20 stock. Uh, when you're new to the market, it's better to go safe, big stocks, uh, because they're going to be a lot less risk for you. They're going to be a lot less management. Um, and they're going to give you less headaches. But let's go and have a look at Metcash first. I'll bring up Metcash on the screen here. And for some reason, it doesn't show me the monthly chart for some reason, but let's look at that. Um, I'm not sure why you want Metcash, but right now it doesn't look super, super strong to me. It's had a big, big, huge bar down here. Um, and it's still way below its all-time high, but doesn't mean it's going to move up again. But uh, at this point in time, I'd be still staying out of Metcash. I'd like to see a little bit more signs. That worries me, this last bar here, this big bar here, that it is bearish. If it's more bullish, it shouldn't have fallen out of bed between the close of the week before. If I can get my pointer on it. Right down, it's fallen 18% in one week. That just shows the market's not really supporting it. This little bounce might, we'll see what happens this week. If it's sort of an inside bar, it doesn't go anywhere this week, then my suggestion is it'll probably fall out of bed. So I would stay right out of this stock at this point in time. But that said, my opinion might change on in one or two or three more weeks. Now, I believe the 30 cent gain that you're talking about might be on Telstra. And again, that's a rookie error, if you want to say to me, if a stock's going up, it's going up. Don't worry about finding, you know, saying, oh, if I, I'm, I'm expecting this or I'm expecting that. If it's going up, stay with it. Now, Telstra's going up. It looks like it's going to go up further. Stay with it. Have a stop loss underneath it and let it rise. Don't, um, a lot of people guess at how much the rise is going to be. And that's really fraught with danger because they, they, if it doesn't get to that, they keep hanging and it starts to fall away. They keep hanging on, hoping you'll get to where they thought about it. So read my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, Your Money, Your Choice. Go online and get it or go to the local bookshop and get it. It's the best 30 bucks you're going to ever spend. It's going to teach you how to buy. It's going to teach you how to sell, teach you how to do the money management, your position sizing, how to construct your portfolios everything you need to get started and it's the cheapest thirty dollars you'll ever spend to give you the most amount again it will make you thousands of dollars and i know it will do that because i'm getting so many people telling me that the first time they really understand the market a lot better and they're doing much better returns so just get on down to borders or wherever you want or the you know demics or whatever and grab the book or get online and grab them we'll send it out to you so but that's it for me for this week uh, for now hopefully the market or i think the market's bullish right now so it should be exciting times over the next few weeks but for now goodbye good luck and good trading thanks for listening this podcast is brought to you by wealth within a global leader in stock market education for more information on our courses or to listen to more talking wealth podcasts head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.